What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to T3G. This is the Tangents Podcast. We're doing things a little bit differently this time. We are doing an audio-only podcast. Now, for the YouTube channel, I will be dropping some graphics. But today, I'm joined by my wife. Hey. Because we are in quarantine, and this is how we do things now. <laughs> we're not in quarantine. We're in isolation. Whatever. Um, and I'm going to be I'm gonna be telling you a story today. I've been, I've been trying to tell you this for, like, weeks now i like stories so uh, i'm excited <laughs> for weeks now so like uh this is going to be another uh, another episode of our segment called uh explaining comics oh and this should be good and uh th- so what there is there are there are two different ways that comics are written right you have people who write for a long time mm-hmm. i watched that documentary recently called uh uh, Chris Claremont's X Men. Oh, okay. I haven't uh, seen and, that or heard about it. But you, you said you were asking me what I was watching, and I said I was watching a oh. documentary about. Uh, this was a writer who wrote ten straight years, something like that. Ten or twenty straight years of X Men, hmm. like a considerable amount of time. And you have writers like that who come in and they're able to craft out, you know, long arcs, kind of, you know, like a TV series. You have stuff that happens in season one, they pick it up in season three, you know. Do you think that those type of people have an idea for, like, ten ten years of writing in their mind, or do you think they kind of see what the um, response is and then go from there? I think they drop seeds. You know, they drop a seed of this storyline, that storyline, like, oh, this is a character I'd like to explore later, and... You know, if, if people like this character, maybe I'll explore that character. Okay. But it's I feel like a lot of times it's vague enough, at least, that you don't have to come back to it. Um, but with, like, certain things, like in, um, for instance, in X-Men. And Claremont built up this whole thing with Mr. Sinister and the cloning of Jean Grey and this whole thing. But he built it up in these, like, little things where... Okay, Jean Grey becomes the Phoenix, at least at the time. That's how they wrote it. Jean Grey becomes the Phoenix. She kills a planet of people. And essentially, they need her to pay for that. Like, she needs to have consequences. So, at the end of that whole story arc, she goes evil. At the end of that, she dies. And following that... Oh, wait. So, as Jean Grey, she accidentally killed a planet? As Phoenix, she consumed a planet. So Phoenix is different from Dark Phoenix? Uh, yeah. Uh, was she, I don't remember if she was Dark Phoenix at the time. She might have been. Regardless, as either end of it, she consumed a planet of, of sentient life. But then how do you, if you're already Phoenix, how are you punished for what you did? She died. Oh, okay. All right. She I, died. Well, I, I, mean, I just mean like as far as editorial said, hey... You can't have her kill off a planet and then... Because the original the, the original way the story was written was the way that it played out on the TV show. Is that at the end of the big fight on the moon, uh, she quote-unquote dies, but then the phoenix is like, yo, my bad. Uh, I was just like really overtaken by human emotions. I didn't know what I was doing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so what I could do is I could bring her back, but I'm going to need, you know, it's like life for life. I need to trade. And everybody's like, well, take a little from each of us. And bring her back, right? Aw, that's kind of so, sweet. Yeah, but, but, that, and that was the but original, nobody learns anything. Right, and that was the original way it was written. But I, on the show, I don't think they ever showed that she killed a planet of people. Oh. It was just, she had, I think, devastated like a, 
uh, empty plant or empty system or whatever. She ate a star. That's what happened. She ate a star, and because she ate the star, how the big started. is a phoenix? Uh, the phoenix is a primordial force of creation. <laughs> so so bigger than a star. Bigger which than is everything. a sun. Sun yeah. suns are stars. Yeah, bigger than okay. everything. Hmm. Uh, so, but the the editor, if my, if memory serves, uh, the editor came and was like, she can't get out of this. She can't get out of this with, like, basically a slap on the wrist. Like, eh, now you're fine. Like, ah, oh, she was just crazy for a minute. Right. But she killed a planet of people. But we're just going to forget it. So they killed her. And, like, very shortly thereafter, Scott meets um, this woman, Madeline Pryor, who has kind of spotty memories. She looks, she's a dead ringer for Jean Grey. And this whole thing happens, I mean, this was issue 161. I think is when Jean died, Phoenix died, and they didn't resolve that arc of, like, who Madeline Pryor was, the whole thing, until in, like, the 250s. So, like, 10 years later. Okay. So he set these little seeds, and basically, he, it could have, you know, Madeline Pryor could have just ended up being just a person. So I feel, I feel like at the beginning it was vague enough where, like, if you do nothing with it, it doesn't matter right. if nothing happens. But it, it depends because you have some some writers who are a little more ambitious and they drop little seeds of stuff that, like, like they clearly wanted to explore it, but then they just never got to because they either left the book or whatever happened. Like, uh, in the 90s, I think, I feel like it was Scott Lobdell. Uh, he dropped this whole uh, conversation between Mr. Sinister and, and Cyclops and Sinister's like, I've been watching you and your brothers for a long time. And he's like, brothers. And he's like, slip of the tongue. No. And it's like, and then literally for like 20 years, everybody was like, who's the other brother? Is it Gambit? Like just so many, like, and oh, it, I think snap. the plot thickens. Yeah, exactly. Like it kept just being this like a huge thing that people like the, the fans were like, who is it? And, you know, there would be, like, fan castings and, like, who is the third brother is that they, like, introduce other characters that, like, kind of fit, like, oh, it could be this dude or it could be this person. So, like... If it was a telenovela, that would be the point where, like, they stare at each other and it goes right. back and forth and then he, like, his eyes dart back and forth and he <laughs> bites his nails. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, that's the kind of stuff, like, and that's the kind of the difference what that happens is you have people that'll come in. This is less frequent now because now they, they've changed the way books are written. They're they're written kind of for collected editions, like the stuff that I collect. Yeah. So they they write them in like six issue, eight issue, ten issue chunks, um, basically, so that they could wrap it up in one bat, you know, one one book and sell it. I don't necessarily think that's the best. I feel like you lose some of the kind of spontaneity of of writing, just like a single issue story that isn't part of a bigger thing. Uh, there are very few of those now. Right. But there are also benefits to it, so that just is what it is. But what happened, <laughs> what I want to talk about is, I want to talk about Spider-Man. Now, for... Wait, what does Spider-Man have to do with it? This, 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 this is the story that I'm telling. Oh. I just so wanted you to... This, you just told me all this for nothing? Well, I just wanted to like kind of clarify like what kind of the, the differences were. Oh, so you're so in this one there was like a, a career writer, and, yeah. and now we're talking about a Spider-Man career writer. Well, yeah. So this was a, a new okay. writer came on, I believe. 
I actually think he came on right after, uh, right after Civil War. So like 2007, 2008. If memory serves, I think that's when he came on. And basically started laying the seeds for like the whole big-ass story that he was about to do. And I think the book ended up going bi-weekly. So, or bi-monthly. I forget how, what the term is, but like twice a month. It was coming out twice a month. I know those terms are like interchangeable, which upsets me to no end. But you were getting the book twice a month. They had set the new status quo, right? Uh, Aunt May got shot. Peter's like, fuck. My thought was like, she's had her life. Like, let her go. You know, she's been around. She's had a couple boyfriends. She's, you know, she's been married. Her okay. her husband of a long time died. You know, like she raised this, she raised this uh, ingrate nephew. Uh. You know. Uh, and I never like, got the feeling he was an ingrate, though, or is they like... I just, I just make it fun. Okay. But, like, so, I, I, my thought was, like, she's dead. Let her die. She's an old lady. Right. But he's like, no, she took a bullet for me, so I'm gonna make a deal with the devil. Oh. And basically what happens is they trade, uh, P- Peter and Mary Jane trade their love, their marriage, for her life. And oh, so what happens yeah. is... Uh, the devil Mephisto, he retroactively erases their marriage. When you said that they like made a deal with the devil, I was expecting more like pet cemetery, like they buried her and she came back as evil. <laughs> <laughs> <Aunt> May. <laughs> that would have been more interesting. That'd be incredible. Zombie Aunt May. I'm sure that's happened. I think I mean they've got a whole zombie line, so like oh, wow. I'm sure it's happened. Of course they do. Uh but like so, okay, yeah, they, so they gave up their love. Do they like? Do they realize that they had love though, or they just go they, on? They essentially like they dated for a brief while. Okay. To a point where Mary Jane found out he was Spider Man, and then they broke up. And I think it came down to like she was just frustrated with like, is he ever come? Is he gonna come back? Is he gonna die tonight? Like kind of like oh, the police okay. thing, right? The 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 policeman's wives like that whole frustration. Yeah. Uh, and I think they broke up and then it's just kind of like this awkward thing and everyone's like dancing on tiptoes around them and they, they, but she also made it so she like forced, forced the devil. Like she basically, uh, like did an addendum because he had, uh, revealed his identity and that's why in the end, that's why Aunt May got shot. Oh, okay. He had revealed his identity as part of this whole, the civil, the registration thing that they did in the civil war in the movie. I don't remember. Um, Captain America Civil War? I don't remember. Where it was Captain America versus Iron Man? Don't. Nope. Mm-mm. Very vaguely. Uh, oh, wait. The, the registration? They had to register that they were yeah, yeah. superheroes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Identities and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Same thing yes. happened on a much larger scale in the comics. And uh, Iron Man basically, just like he did in the movie, convinced Peter to come on his side. And because he had done that, he basically talked him into like, hey... Like, if you go out there and say, boom, face, I'm Peter Parker, I've been Spider-Man. And that was, like, it's actually a great moment in the book. He takes off his mask, he's like, I'm Peter Parker, I've been Spider-Man since I was 15 years old. Like, it's kind of a great moment. And everyone shits their pants. (laughs) And then there's, like, these long, uh, there's these, like, long-running things that just kind of, like, they all dropped. There was a a girl, like, one of his exes, I think, that had found out he was Spider-Man. And this was like in the 60s, 70s. And she had basically been convinced that she had like imagined the whole thing. Okay. 
But then when he revealed his identity, she, like, wrote a book, like, an expose, <laughs> and just, like, was pissed off. She has been in therapy for, oh, you know, wow. years. Because they're like, no, you didn't, that didn't happen. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Oh, they gaslighted they her. They gaslighted the shit out of her. Uh, and I don't really, I don't even know if it was, like, on purpose. It was just, like, he was trying to cover for himself, so it was, like, it was, like, oh, I was just, like, I was covering for Spider-Man. It was dumb. It was, like, a weird... I feel like that's worse than destroying an entire planet by accident because <laughs> you can't control yourself. Because uh, that's methodical. And, yeah, I mean, you gotta, you gotta really look at it. Like, Peter Parker is a, a, a crafted liar. Ooh, yeah. He's been doing that for decades. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, just, like, finding ways to lie as to why he, like, has Spider-Man stuff or how, why he's, he's out like... Of breath. Like, yeah, like, why are you, why do you have a fucking, you know, like in the movie, you know, why, why is your arm cut? Ah, uh, oh, it was himself. It was, shaving. Uh, yeah, I ran into some shit. And so what happens is, uh, you know, now we have this whole new status quo. It's no one remembers his identity. The, the story, cause he doesn't remember the deal. He remembers that he made a deal. Right. But he, he, he does not remember Neither does Mary Jane. Neither of them remember their marriage. Oh, yeah. So, but they remember that they made a deal. Mm. Hey, Google, turn off the heat. Sure. Turning the living room off. Um, it's just air. Like, it's it's nice and cool out. Yeah. Um, they remember that they made a deal. And basically, his memory is, like, changed to Aunt May got shot but got better. But the fact that she got shot made him, like, reconsider revealing his identity. So then he went and made a deal to, like, cover up his identity again. So no one knows again. (laughs) But even people who knew, like, who he had told on purpose don't know. Like, the Fantastic Four don't know anymore. Okay. Uh, But it, it was basically, like, if he reveals himself, all of their memories come back. So he did that for the Fantastic Four, and they were like, missed you, buddy. You know, like, it was a good moment. So anyway, Dan Slott is the new writer. He comes on, and he starts planting all these seeds. And he's, they kind of, for probably about six months, I'd say, they deal with this, like, new status quo. It's like, ah, here's the new shenanigans. Like, he's dating, and, like, here's some new female characters to, like, maybe potential love interests. You know, there's a new reporter, there's a new police officer lady. You know, it just kind of runs along. Mary Jane shows up every once in a while. Aunt May gets a new boyfriend. It's J. Jonah Jameson's dad. Hmm. It's hilarious. Uh, they eventually do get married. And then Peter and J. Jonah Jameson oh, are so cousins. <laughs> so, hilarity ensues. Yeah. In the background of all of this, and all of all the kind of, like, there's a whole thing with Craven the Hunter shows up. and Who? What? Uh, Russian dude who hunts, like, dangerous game, and at one point decided, like, oh, Spider-Man's the fucking guy. Huh. Uh, ended up dying because of, there was a whole lot of thing. His daughter, turns out he had a daughter, uh, brings him back to life. He's not happy about it. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, uh, Peter Parker ends up going to work for this, like, research lab. Because he loses his job at the Bugle for reasons. I forget what the reasons were. Regardless, it was like, Dan Slott is moving the chess pieces around, right? He's like, oh, okay, Peter Parker is going to now be working over here. So whatever, I forget what the cause was, but like, the Bugle like goes down. And like, like he loses his job at the Bugle somehow. 
he gets sent to he, he gets this job at Horizon, and now he's like building cooler shit for Spider Man. Mm. And the owner of the the lab is like, I figured it out. And he's like, Oh shit! He's like, You're the genius behind Spider Man's tech. And he's like, Totally, you've got it a hundred percent. I've been building Spider Man stuff for years. Okay. So it's like he. He has, like, an excuse as to why he has Spider-Man shit. And you see Dr. Octopus show up a few times. And it's like, Dr. Octopus has this scheme. Boom, boom, boom. The, the Sinister Six shows up. And cool. He loses. They move on. And the thing is, it happens, like, three or four times. And each time... Peter has to do something that essentially exposes his mind to the technology at play. So I think in one situation, he he had like these octobots, the, the octopus robots oh, running yeah. around the, the Manhattan. And to fix it, Peter Parker had to put on his helmet where he had to like shut him down. It basically becomes part of, you know, like he, you know, controls it through his network and what what happens is that the, in the long run dr octopus is dying and he's playing his final fucking game and he's doing these like small attacks to force spider-man to do some shit that would give him access to spider-man's brain so this first time where he does the helmet where he shuts down the robots essentially gives him a map of his brain so, like, he starts planning, and by the end of all this, Dr. Octopus takes over Spider-Man's body. Oh, man. What? He switches bodies with him, actually. I don't... Okay. So, he literally, like, his dying, decrepit body is now Peter Parker. Oh, no. And Spider-Man Peter Parker is Otto Octavius. He knows all his shit. He knows all... He has all his memories, but, like, they're... Actually, no, I think at first he didn't, but he just, like, played the role for a couple days. Yeah. And then Peter Parker, as Dr. Octopus, is like, I'm going to fucking do the same thing to him, and I'm going to fucking switch back. What's that actor? Alfred Molina? I yeah. thought he was great. He, was, he was great. He was great. Now, imagine if he was, if he was doing the internal monologue for Spider-Man, and, like... With the craziness and all that shit behind oh, it. Oh, man. Like, it, it, it was a really... It was actually a really, really good era. So, the last, like, two issues, right after he takes over his brain or whatever, Peter Parker's trying to get his body back. He's like, I'm going to do the same thing. So, he you know, he puts his 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 memories into, you know, a, a robot. Just, like, the yeah. sa- basically the same exact Reverse, plot. yeah. Except Dr. Octopus knows what uh... the plot is, so he armored his 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 neck and his head oh okay so the robot can't puncture it but it somehow wirelessly transmits it was kind of a passing vagueness of science like whatever they didn't specify but he got all his memories like downloaded but also in like first person so everything that happened to peter now happened to ak okay and he's kind of like oh shit like i didn't realize you, like, dealt with all this shit. Because, like, Dr. Octopus comes from, like, a tragic background of he was the fat nerd. And, like, he just took that and he went the dark way with yeah. it. Yeah. Peter Parker was the skinny nerd and he just went the other way with it. It's really, like, they have a very similar kind of history. 
He just he uh, Ak was also beaten by his dad for being kind of like a disappointment or whatever. So like yeah, there's that additional like physical violence, and that's where he goes dark. But the funny thing is, he now experiences all of Peter Parker's memories, and he's like, "Oh shit!" Like I didn't know. And he like all these people that love him, and all this stuff, and all these people that he protects. He's like, "You do it. You do it for them." And as Peter Parker in Doctor Octopus's decrepit, aged body is dying, he's like, promise me, he's like, it's you now, you're Spider-Man, you have to do this, and he's like, I will, but I'm going to be the superior Spider-Man, so then what we had was like two years worth of incredibly fucking great stories Hmm. of Dr. Octopus kind of like managing the shit out of Peter Parker's life, Okay, because he's like, the fuck was he doing he's like he never showed up at his aunt's house like he was always late to shit so he like automates half of the huh. fucking job of spider-man he's like he sends out his he calls them spider bots now they're yeah. just like monitoring shit and he's like all right oh this is a fire it just it calls the fucking fire department <laughs> as opposed to like him having to suit oh, up and go yeah so but how does how does the how do the civilians feel about being monitored by by Big Ock. Uh, well, they don't know it's Ock, obviously. Okay. Yeah, so it's just Spider-Man. Big Spider-Man. Spider. Spider-Man, yeah. Well, Big Spider is kind of like no one notices for oh, a while. okay. He's just kind of like more efficient. He gets some shit done. And then all of a sudden, he kills a dude. Oh. He killed this dude who would like come through and like, uh, he had killed a bunch of people. Like, he was a murderer. Uh, and then he kills the guy on TV. And, and J. Jonah Jameson's like, Fuck it, I knew you had it in you, like, because he, like, you stopped a real menace, blah, 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 and he's, like, on his side now. It's fucking ridiculous. But you had him, like, As take... opposed to all those fake menaces he stopped? <laughs> well, as far as, like, yeah, well, he's always puts them away, and they always get out, like, it's this, you know, oh, okay. circle, where he's, like, you actually put someone away, like, ah. he's done. He's not coming back, he's not gonna hurt any more people. And, um, and he was hurting kids, like, he kind of, he got, like, pushed over the edge, because his whole thing was, like, children. Because he was, like, bullied and hurt yeah. as a child. So he, like, really takes, a like, a hardcore stance on, like, anybody that hurts children as a fucking no-go. Um, and he takes all these, like, villain tropes and starts doing them. So, like, he hires a bunch of henchmen. And it's, like, his spider... I forget what he called them, but it's, like, spider brigade or whatever the fuck. So it's, like, a bunch of dudes operating giant spider robots and... Like, like crowd control and shit, as opposed to you know he pays them like they he have, like makes money and shit. He pays them and he just has like all the shit that villains normally have, fucking henchmen, a giant secret base, like all that shit. He just has that shit, and it's fucking hilarious. And what's funny is that Peter Parker is like kind of a shadow for a while. He's like a, a like a. I don't know how to say it. Like, he's like a personality within him. So he, like, watches them and he's kind of, like, in awe. Like, oh, shit. Like, fuck, you didn't, you could have, like, I didn't know you could just do it that way. Like, I didn't know you could just make some shit good. Like, I didn't know you could just, you know, get better tech and, like, do shit. And there's a great moment where uh, he's like, why aren't you going to help them? And he's swinging by and it's, it's a fire and it's Mary Jane's place. Mary Jane has like a a nightclub and 
he's like, I already called the, all the car. You know, like, looks like a normal fire. I already called the fire department. They're going to be there. No one's going to, like, everyone's, like, police are already on scene. I'm going to go. Uh, more important shit. And it, it's like this whole thing, you know, his whole thing is that he's the superior Spider-Man. And he does a pretty fucking decent job at it for a long time. But then, of course, Peter Parker's got to, you know, fight, fight his way back through his memories and right. shit. And he takes over the body again. But more so, it becomes, it, it happens because uh, Osborne shows up. And because Osborne shows up, he is like, I'm going to fuck up Spider-Man. But then he realizes it's not Spider-Man, it's mm-hmm. Dr. Octopus. And he like, tries to make a deal with him. And he's like, fuck no, I'm Dr. Octopus, I'm fucking, I'm the superior Spider-Man, I'm beat your ass. But the problem is, Green Goblin, like, is ridiculous, and he's been, like, essentially lying in wait for months. Okay. Because he had even snuck, like, a backdoor program into his, into his Spider-Bots, so that anybody with a Goblin face, or a Goblin tattoo, like, he had a whole crew, like, running around Manhattan, was invisible to the fucking robots. So... By the time he strikes, he's got all his chess pieces in place. So when he strikes, he fucking strikes everything. He takes out the fucking, like, half the people working for Ock are, like, goblin people. Mm. (laughs) So, like, he's been infiltrating his people the whole time. And it's just this whole kind of, like, he had put this blind spot in and just took advantage of the shit out of it. And it's like, spider Man was trying to figure out why... Uh, he couldn't, like, why he didn't know about some some events. Because when he passed by um, Mary Jane's club that was on fire, he's like, it was just a fire. I, I sent the fire department. Because she knows. So she's like, she knows she, you know, Peter Parker's Spider-Man. So she, right. she, they're having dinner. And he's like, it was just a fire. Like, I sent the fire department. She's like, it was goblins. And he's like, but my robots didn't alert me. And then he like, kind of starts getting a hint. Mm. And... It comes down to this fight with uh, with Osborne, and he's like, I fucking can't win. I cannot fucking win. And he's like, Parker could. Parker always beat him. Oh, snap. So he switches back. And, but, but what happened was, and it's just like this, again, very long play. Like, the way it's written is so good, because you forget shit, and then when it brings it back, you're like, Oh fuck! Because like halfway, let's not even halfway. Like early, after he became Superior Spider-Man, he he's trying to like save the 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 lab where he was working. He's trying to save it, and there was like some sort of like time thing that. But regardless, they were trying to like like close his door, close his time door, and if he didn't get it right, it was gonna fucking explode and like fucking everyone would die and he he does it in the last second but then he disappears and then he reappears outside and everyone's like he's like finishing a sentence and it kind of made sense to what he was saying right before he disappeared so when you read it it's like okay cool like he teleported somehow but then they don't address it and you forget about it well what happened is then they did um, did you watch the Into the Spider-Verse? No. Um, long story short, Spider-People of all different universes come yeah, together, yeah, yeah. S- stop a bigger threat. Right. Uh, way different in the movie than the Spider-Verse storyline in the comics. It's way 
way more involved in the comics. Regardless, this storyline happens after the after he goes back to being Peter Parker. So Peter Parker is in this, but then also, so is the Superior Spider-Man. And it, what happens is that that moment where he disappeared, you know, like six months earlier, eight months earlier, whenever that story was, he was teleported into the future, hmm. take part in this storyline, and then goes back. But then knowing, knowing that Peter Parker is going to win somehow, he doesn't know like the details of how he goes back to being Peter Parker, because he realizes that's his future self, that's the, that body's future self rather. He's like, oh shit, downloads himself into a fucking basically a, a smartwatch from the future. And as soon as he switches back, the smartwatch goes off on its own. It grows little fucking legs, because of course it does. And uh, eventually downloads himself into a clone body of Dr. Octopus during another clone, another whole storyline thing with clones. And then at the end of that, creates like a, per, like a good clone copy, because like, all the clones were degenerating, just poor technology he creates a good one that was stable but it's like a mix of peter parker and and, and dr octopus mm-hmm. and then he downloads into this new perfect body and then becomes the superior octopus and he's also kind of like he helps the bad guys for a minute during the whole nazi captain america thing but then after that he becomes spider-man again but in like san francisco i think like in another in another city and runs this whole thing until he figures, essentially like the same way he became Peter Parker again. He says something about his brain and he's like, my, he's like, I need it to be my brain. He's like, I need it to be Otto Octavius's brain and that's how I fix this. And he transfers his, himself into a Dr. Octopus clone again. And he's now just Dr. Octopus. And then all this, and then like super conveniently, like, oh, all the like stuff I've learned is fading away. So now he doesn't know Peter Parker's secret identity anymore. Oh, snap. So like all it's like it's it's the shit where because like Dan Slot's no longer in the book. So now it's like everyone's just pushing the reset button. Everyone's just like, nope, because what had happened is during Dan Slot's run, Peter Parker worked at this lab, then he then as uh, Dr. Octopus took over the body. He was like he he had this moment where somebody said Mr. Parker and he's like Dr. Parker please I think I've earned it and they're like well actually no you haven't and he's like he he has this moment he says accessing memories <laughs> and it's everybody around him is like accessing memories who the fuck says that hmm. and uh, he was one credit short so he goes to college gets his one credit becomes doctor uh, but he writes but the dissertation he writes is Dr. Octopus writing it so yeah he. He becomes a doctor. He starts Parker Industries. Throughout this whole thing, builds it up. When Peter Parker takes over, he takes over Parker Industries. And they've got this whole company. He gets a new suit. They've got fucking money out the asshole. They've got a a watch thing that he basically uh, bootlegged off of the teleportation devices and the communication devices that they had in Spider-Verse. And he, like, had cool shit. Like, he was, like, he had money, he had friends, he had, he had like, multiple girlfriends over the course of time. Like, he was a successful Spider-Man. People called him to solve shit. Mm. 
And then very slowly, at, like Dan Slott leaves the book, and then everybody's like, eh, the company has to go, like during the whole Nazi Captain America thing, he sacrifices his entire company by shutting down. So he, he basically had like a, a cell phone service, but it was all the, the, the watch based. It was all smartwatch based. Right. And Dr. Octopus, Superior Octopus shows up and he's like, fucking, I know all your shit, so I'm going to fucking get in here and I'm going to take over your company and I'm going to have access to everybody's data. And Peter Parker's like, well, fuck, uh, I'm going to have to shut it down. And to prevent Dr. Octopus from, from getting that, he just shuts down all the whole service, deletes all the data, and it's basically like, now I have no company because, like, stock goes belly up. Like, every, you know, when you give away your primary source of money, you just destroy it. It becomes worthless. So the company goes belly up. It's gone. So now Peter Parker has no money. And then, oh, okay, now he doesn't have all the cool shit. And then now Dr. Octopus doesn't remember who he is. And then, oh, by the way, Mary Jane is back. And now Mary Jane's like, I'm always with you. This we, We're going to get through this together like we always have. And basically, fu- fucking 14 years of shit of like, hey, we like dissolved their marriage and all this other shit. It's just like, no, nah, now they're going to be together again. Aww. And he's like poor and works... I, th- I forget where he works now, but like he doesn't work. He even got fired from the Daily Bugle again because oh. after he lost his company, he got. Oh yeah, that was the other thing I was gonna say. He he got fired. He uh, lost his company, and then he's a science dude. So the Robbie Robertson is is running the Daily Bugle, and he's like, "Hey, I need a new head for my science desk. Like you could be like the science editor on the Daily Bugle." And he's like, cool, awesome. And then at the beginning of the latest series, he goes to his alma mater where he, quote unquote, graduated from in his doctorate. And they're like, we just developed this new anti-plagiarism device. Let's just check it on a random Peter Parker. Let's just check your shit and see if it's plagiarized. Your dissertation, for instance. They run it through. They're like, 100% match. For uh, Dr. Otto Octavius. So, oh, by the way, you're not a doctor anymore. You have to go back to school. So now Peter Parker's back in school, dating Mary Jane, and broke. And I'm like, oh my god, it's just a big fucking reset button. And like, like the the danger of Dr. Octopus, who's fucking unhinged, knows my identity, gone. Because he no longer remembers. Hmm. It it just, I don't, you have like... Wonderfully crafted shit for 10 years, and then it just the next guy is like, Nah, nah, I don't want to. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to write cool Spider Man with gadgets and cool shit. I want him to like run out of web fluid every other day, which is like what, like, that's kind of like a classic Spider Man moment of like, Oh shit, I'm out, <laughs> like, I don't have money to buy more. And I, I just, it's, it's very interesting. You had no questions during that whole time. This wasn't a conversation. You just kind of talked at me for like 20 minutes. <laughs> I told you a story. I guess. I told you a ridiculous story. Like how, how Jay and Miles were like, we, we don't rehash, we explain. Like you rehashed. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. I mean, you could have cut it at any point if you had questions. 
I don't know anything about this, really. So I don't know what I don't know. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. But you were very excited about this. <laughs> so I'm glad that that made you happy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Well then. Well then, the dog's even happier than I'm happy. I wish that I could. I wish I had something that like I could explain to you that you. You know lots of know things. Any, you I, know, you know yeah, shit. but I just know like little tidbits of things. I don't know like arcs of stuff. Like you're familiar with alien and aliens. You've seen. But I you think, know all way more them. about that shit because you watched all those fucking. Yeah, videos. but like, but you, but you are familiar with it as well. So some of it, yeah. I don't feel like I could. Did you watch anything on the on the Spider Man or the uh, the Batman? Stop it. Uh, the Batman and Superman alien crossovers. What? <laughs> See, you know more than I do, even on the topics I the, care about. The, well, the thing is, that's those are like the only ones I've read. Uh, they were I I didn't read the original ones, so they did like two or three in like the nineties. Like, of course, when when the alien yeah, and when predator were was and everything. Come here, come here, dog. Come here. This dog is ridiculous. Come here. Come here. Come here. What the fuck? Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. You're bad at this. Come here. Come here. Come here. Yeah, there you go. Come here. She's nuts, so. Come here. Hiccups. Come here. Come here. Come here. I don't know what her deal is. Come here. What a stupid dog. It, it basically, it turned out into this whole, come here, for fuck's sake. Pepper. Come here. Come, come here. here. Come here. Come here. Oh my God, she's like flat. I can't reach her. Come here. Come on, do some sit-ups. Oh my God. You're stupid. Come here. She's stupid. Oh my God. Wow. That was dumb. Dropping shit, man. There you go. It's just a microphone. Relax. She wants to be part of this. Right? She wants to be in the conversation. She wants to explain something to you. She wants to explain. Yeah, right? I bet she would. They, uh, like I said, they had a few during the 90s, and then they did this thing where it was uh, Superman and Batman versus Predators and Aliens. (laughs) Oh, of course. And. I've never seen Predator versus, what is it, Predator? Alien, AVP? Yeah, I've never seen AVP. That's the only one I haven't seen. I so well I because I hadn't seen any of the Predator movies yet, but now I've seen three, three, two. We saw the original, and then we saw the mm-hmm. new, new. Yeah, but the Did new, we see the second? The is the the new one is technically three. Maybe. It, see, here's the thing: it's technically three, but there was a Predators movie. Yeah. Which like they took people from Earth to oh, another planet. Yeah, weren't they like Adam Brody? Adrian yes, Brody? Adrian Brody. Yes. Relax. She R- does not want to relax. Relax. Lie down. Lie down. Good girl. There you go. Uh, yeah, Adrian Brody. Yeah. Did you see that one? No. It's like it's it was good. It was good. It was kind of like like I said, it took place on an alien planet. It was. They took like the like best 
hunters or whatever from Earth. So, like, they took a bunch of military people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do, like, I know the gist of the plot. I just never saw it. Um, and then it was, like, yeah, it's, it's, it was a good movie. Like, it just, it's, it's not remarkable in any way. Right. Um, the new one was pretty good. I like that it gave, like, hey, this happened before. Oh, by the way, this happened in the jungle. Mm. Oh, by the way, this happened in uh, L.A. Like, it was just, like, two sentences. They didn't go into it. It wasn't oh, like, okay. this is a direct sequel. It was just, there. like, there's history of this. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I want to watch Critters again. There were a lot Critters? of those. Did you, you've never seen Critters? Fuck no. I could tell you about Critters. What the fuck is crazy? Although even I haven't seen that in like probably 17, no wait. I probably, the last time I saw any Critters movies, I doubt I was older than like 10. Critters? Never, never heard so, of it. So. I mean, I've heard of it. This should be funny. Crazy. I'm going to tell you what I remember about Critters. Are you going to force me to watch it then? So that yeah, I, that of I course. Should... I think the third one had Leonardo, third or fourth one had Leonardo DiCaprio in it when he was very, very. We're young. not going to make it to three or four. Sure, we are. No. I thought they were all all the ones that I saw. I thought were good. I feel like I made I've, it to I've three. I've vetoed Tremors enough times. I will veto. Look, critters. the first Tremors is by far the best. I understand why you thought that it was bullshit because you saw two first. I didn't think it was bullshit. I thought it was stupid. It was stupid. But the first one is fabulous. With the, with the flappy brain things. Yeah, it was dumb. It was super dumb. Heat sensing flappy brain things. You just like it because of the... I like it because of the nostalgia, not because it's actually a good movie. The first one is a fantastic well, movie. Well, then that's not a good movie. Just like movie. arachnophobia. Anyway. Well, that's not a good movie, then. Yes, it is. Pepper, I need you to relax. Tremors, the first one's a great movie. I'm not saying not. good. It's great. Anywho. So, Critters. I'm trying to remember... What they're like, if there was, because you know how like gremlins, their thing is that you can't feed them after midnight, you can't get them wet. Right. No sunlight. They had like a thing. I'm trying to remember. Gremlins is the shit. What? Gremlins is the shit. Gremlins is the shit. I'm trying to remember. See, and I like the second one too. That's one of the few movies where like a sequel is just as good if, yeah. Yeah. Fucking, yeah. The the fucking dude that comes out of the the thing in this Batman logo. Like, fucking hilarious. Um, but anyway, so Critters, I can't remember, I can't remember if they had, like I'm telling you, I probably haven't seen it since I was like 10. I am now 34, this going is, on I'm, 35. I'm, I'm, I want to hear the, they, I want to hear the summary. So, they are, uh, aliens from outer space. Okay. I can't remember if they, I think what happened, I want to say what happened was that they weren't even supposed to come to Earth, hmm. but one like was uh, traveling somewhere and it's uh, it got lost or uh, set on a different path or something, and so it accidentally landed at Earth. Hmm. I want to say that was maybe what it was. Or, and I could be making this up, or it might have been one of those ones where it was like, we have eaten the other planets and we are looking for food, this will do. I can't remember what it was. I honestly okay. can't. We've eaten the other planets. It, yeah. Wholesale. Like. So, so these gremlin or uh, critters. I'm trying to remember if it was just one, and then they came looking for it or what. But I think that they were able to talk to each other. But it was like an alien. It was like a. 
you know, language. That sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah, but they'd have sub. I think it had subtitles, and so mm. they landed in Earth, and then I I'm trying to remember if they I'm trying to remember if it was like the blob if when they ate they got bigger. I can't remember if that was part of it. I feel like there's so many like scary movies that were so like they all had the like you know there's a surprise element and it grows or something happens. Right. So this is why I'm getting everything confused. But they um they ate people. Of but course. they but what they could do is a lot of times they would like they'd hide cuz they were only about the size of like a grapefruit and so they'd roll up like a uh like a porcupine and then like roll around so they could travel really fast. I feel like I've seen like a, a uh, either a trailer or something like I I'm uh, what you're describing is familiar. I'm trying to remember if they were poisonous. I feel like they sh- could shoot quills. And I, I, I might just be putting like 10 movies you're, you're together. You're shit to it. But, <laughs> you're describing something somebody does want to see. But they do stuff like they'd hide in, in car wheel wells. And they would, you know, hide in like exhaust pipes. And people would be like, why isn't my car turning on? And they'd go to mm. check it. And it's like, oh shit, it's a critter. <laughs> And then the critter would eat them. Mm, okay. So they had to find ways to beat these alien crittery things. And I think what happened was that in the first one, I want to say that they like had killed them and thought they killed them all, but maybe like one was left. You know, some stuff like that. Of course. I feel like I should watch it again and see if anything I said was <laughs> true or if I've just told you an amalgamation of Tremors, Alien, uh, Arachnophobia gremlins and the blob <laughs> there's always one left though yeah i actually think there's one movie that now that you say that and it's true it's 100 percent true that when when you have alien movies or monster movies or whatever there's always you know oh there's one left like they didn't get the one yeah and it's like the last scene of it pans you know around a corner and there's like the last vampire or whatever the fuck it is um there was one movie, which I will not ever fucking watch because it ends... Is it The Thing? No. I want to see The Thing. The Thing was with the dog, right? Yeah. No. God damn it. No. Nightmares. Nightmares. No. Night. The Thing and, and It. Not doing it. Not happening. That fucking... We should just do a podcast fucking... where like we haven't seen movies in forever and we try to remember if we remember the plot to them. All I know is... And then it, we should watch them and it, see like, what we remembered. It was a husky and then it killed people. It came out of the husky and it was terrifying. <laughs> it was a lot of winter. Not, not a big fan. I was like five when I saw I it. I read up on it like, just because I was intrigued and I thought it was interesting because in the thing apparently they had... They were trying to keep to a low budget, and so they reused a lot of stuff. So what I understood from what I read was that at the... How to explain it? So at the end... So if anybody hasn't seen the thing, don't listen to this, because I'm... If I'm it's remembering, if I'm remembering like, what I read about this movie correctly, which is questionable... It's a 40-year-old movie. I don't uh, care, motherfuckers. At the end... Of at the end of the movie, they blow up their base in an effort to kill the thing. Right. So, it was like filmed backwards. So at the end, they blow up their base in an effort to save everybody. But then at the beginning of the movie, you see that they like had gone to another base that had been like decimated. Mm. 
And that is the remnants of their base that had been blown up at the end of the movie. It's not a time travel thing. It's a filming thing. They filmed blowing up this building and then used the, the aftermath of that for the beginning scenes of the movie when they go to the other thing. I see what you're yeah. saying. I see what you're saying. So it was just like a, it was, it was a cost saving. Thing. Yes. Instead of, right. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. That's, yeah, that's straightforward. There also were supposed to be like multiple different endings, I think. They couldn't really decide. No, I, I, I just have no interest in that. I do want to watch, I want to watch it like, um, the Langoliers. Uh, Sphere. Langoliers, Sphere, Langoliers will it. fuck you up because that movie is all it. suspense. It's all suspense. Um, I mean, the acting might not stand up. Yeah. You know, like it might not. It might not still be good in, in retrospect. But for it was like a it was like a late night ABC. Like I think it started playing after eleven o'clock at night. Like I watched this thing without permission. Oh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying like yeah. it was late night because I feel like it was. Uh, there was also a. I feel like CBS, NBC, and ABC used to run like a little more risque titles later mm. at night because I remember because I feel like I didn't get NBC really well, but then when I would, it was typically late at night, probably due to a lower volume of. Of usage. Okay. But I remember watching a movie. It was about a doctor who had two families. And it was like you watching it, and the guy goes home, he goes to his family, he's like, all right, I'm going on this trip. And then he goes like to the next town over to his other family. Um, and I don't know, I, I don't even, I don't even think I finished the movie. So it's like one of those things, like I only know a little bit of it. But I think that's when I watched The Langoliers. It was like a late night ABC thing. And it was it was like a three or two or three night thing. Oh yeah, because it's like a mini series, right? And it you like know, it was a mini series too. Really? Yeah, I think it it was played on no, TV. It, it was like a three night event or something. The original. But it was a theatrical film, wasn't it? I think it originally was on TV. It was. I think it went theatrical after. But when you got it, it was one of the few movies that was like a dual a dual VHS tape. Yeah, it took up two was too. VHS Langoliers tapes. Was too, yeah. um, two or three, yeah. Because and the only I, I honestly I had forgotten about the movie until I worked at Blockbuster, and I saw the two VHS. Yeah. We had we still have VHS at the time, and I saw the tapes on the shelf, and I was like, "Oh shit, this thing!" And it's like, it, what's funny is I think on the box they show you the Langoliers. Oh no, um, that's annoying. Which they're creepy, like they're creepy looking. So yeah. like. It doesn't, like, take away from anything. No, but the the suspense. But the whole suspense aspect of it, even knowing what's coming, like, like, I feel like I would still be just as creeped out. Because the whole thing, it's a a sound. Yeah. It's a sound. It's a a chomping sound. And it's, like, getting closer and closer and closer. And at the end of the first night or whatever, the first episode, the first part, um, it, it was, like... It was like the closest it's been. It was like super loud, and it was like to be continued tomorrow. Oh. And I was just like, "But what the fuck but happens? I like know. I have to watch it." So when I watched it, like I said, it was so. It, it was like, it, it. You felt like you were there. You felt like you were like running away from this thing is about to bite your ass. No. Like it's that's the only way I can describe it. But like it was a really, it was a really, really good movie for the time. Again, I don't yeah. really know if it's. 
Like the whole there's like a whole uh, graphic of of lightning, you know, in the plane. I'm pretty sure that's probably not gonna look good, right? You know, um, but it, it's a it's it's a it was a dark movie that I actually didn't mind. And I didn't know it was a Stephen King thing until much later. I'm really surprised about like what I couldn't couldn't get away with watching when I was little because, like, I saw Critters, I saw Alien and Aliens, I saw. I mean, Ghostbusters isn't, like, a horror film per se, but it's right. creepy. And the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man gave me nightmares. Go figure. Um, I was fine with Alien. Uh, but, yeah, it... like, some stuff I was able to watch, but other stuff I couldn't. Like, my mom wouldn't let me watch rated R movies. Although, I feel like maybe... Alien definitely was. Yeah. No, well, was Alien it? Alien was 100% R rated. It might be. I don't remember. There's a dude, there's a chest thing, dude. There's a chest burster. Yeah, but that's still just like, uh. Blood. I, oh, okay, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Graphic but yeah, she let me watch line. that. I don't know. I think for me, it was more of a like, I, I may be one of the few kids that was never interested in being an astronaut. Like, that was mm. not an aspiration of mine. So to imagine shit in space was like, even if that were a thing, it'll never get me because I'm never going to space. Right. Yeah, no, for me, it's, I, for me, I think it's just, like, science. It's, like, if it's scientific, I get it. Yeah. But, like, even the thing, I I don't think there was an answer. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like, oh, this is an alien. This is a what, it was just a thing. Like, Ernest scared stupid, scared the shit out of me. My mom, (laughs) my mom was so mad that my dad took me to that because, I like I loved Ernest. I loved all the Ernest movies that I saw. I don't I've seen it. I don't remember what it was. What was so? What was he? There's like Ernest goes to jail. Ernest goes to camp. I know. I know them. Ernest saves Christmas. I just don't remember that one specifically. He was just like fighting like a Dracula and like a bunch of different. He shit, right? was fight. So it had Eartha Kitt in it, and it she was. It had Eartha Kitt in it, and she was like this curmudgeon. Uh, old, like, uh, lady who lived by herself and would, like, yell at people for coming on her property. And she was kind of, like, super... She was, like, into the supernatural and stuff. So mm. she was kind of, like, witchy. And and just, like, angry old lady witchy, which right. was sort of creepy. Uh, but it mostly had to do... It had to do with trolls. And, the, and I think it was maybe Jim Henson trolls, but, like, the creepy-looking kind of Jim Henson stuff. And and so these trolls were, I think it was like they were trying to get the spirits of children to continue like living after Halloween. Yeah. And so they were like turning children into these dolls that they would put into, that I think he was putting into a tree and then it would like resurrect his troll babies that came out of these creepy slimy egg things. It's slowly coming back to me. Yeah. Yeah. That scared the shit out of me. I, like, so my dad, I think, like, maybe halfway through or three-fourths of the way through, like, we had to leave because I was just crying uncontrollably. How old were you? I was probably not older than seven. That's, yeah. <laughs> I can see that. Because the I scary, I think I, the I think part, I was a teenager when I saw it. I think so where like... I lost it, because I have seen it again since, I still think it's creepy. But it is, and especially compared to the other Ernest stuff, where it's just kind of like where it was more like the Pee Wee 
like Pee Wee's Playhouse, sort of like, goofy. oh, he got into like. This shit is goofy, yeah. You know, he's doing funny things and he got into trouble, ha ha ha. This was very creepy. It was creepy. the darkest one, for sure. It was. And I think the part where I lost it was that there's this, there's one scene where this girl is like, I was always scared that there was shit under my bed, which is why I insisted finally on having a bunk bed where there was no bottom bunk. I was on the top. <laughs> but uh, I was always scared of funny. stuff under the bed. And so there's this part where she's like, the I think this girl, I want to say it was the girl, was like, uh, telling her parents, like, I heard something. I think there's something under my bed. And they're like, oh, no, 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 there's nothing, whatever. And I can't remember if they checked. I feel like they checked and there was nothing there. But, like, when they left, she was kind of like, oh, yeah, that was silly. And she looks under the bed and the troll is there and gets her. And I just lost it. And so I was crying. I was making a scene my dad had to leave the theater with me. That's of fun. course, my dad, being the cheapskate he was, was like, <coughs> understandably, he did the right thing. And he took me out, and it's not like he didn't give a shit, but he was definitely not happy that he spent movie money <laughs> and we had I to leave. The whole movie. I think it was, it might have, I think it was, I'm trying to think if it was at the Riverview, and I'm trying to remember if the Riverview, if we saw it when it was new, or if at that point it was only second run, or if it was second run. But yeah, he was, you know, not too happy that That's funny. we spent money. I I might have even asked to go to it because it was Ernest. I think I was excited. So yeah, like like you said, the the other Ernests were very much like goofy. Yeah, I mean, like all of them. All of Ernest goes to jail was even goofy. yeah. Like like even Ernest saves Christmas. I think what his like sidekick chick. I think she was, you know, she was like a she'd run away from home because I think. Uh, there was something with her parents that was like, you know, a serious thing. I can't remember what it was. Right. But that was maybe about as serious as it got. Divorce was like a big topic in the 90s, if yeah. you think about it. Because like the Santa Claus is about a divorce, like kid or divorced parents. Right. Or I can't even remember right. if it, if it was even like, you know, that it was maybe like an abusive situation and so she had to leave. Which oh, would have been kind maybe. of serious. I don't know. That's, I don't remember. That seems excessive. I feel like they weren't going into that in like yeah, I don't remember. lighter, harder. There's so many movies. movies I need to see again. Cause he I did a lot of those fucking movies. I got to give it up to him. Because he like took a lot of physical punishment in those. Yeah. He, like, and he did a TV show. He did do a TV yeah. show. So there was, what was it? There I was, there was he did a TV Ernest show. Scared Stupid. Ernest Goes to Jail. Ernest Saves Christmas. Saves Christmas. I feel like Ernest Goes to Camp. Right. I feel like maybe there was one I felt like there was more. just like a, the first one was Ernest. Was there one like Ernest Becomes a Cop? <laughs> I feel like no. that would be one. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like there were four or five at least. Yeah. I think there Ghost... was one recent. There was like one made in the 2000s. Yeah. Uh... I, wasn't that the Christmas one? I feel like the... I feel like, wasn't there Ernest Goes Down South? Oh, I don't know. Was there like Ernest Goes to Australia? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like we're just under, we're just maybe. making movies at this point. Right. We're just inventing. Shit, I'd say but... get on it, but he died, so that's not gonna happen. Reboot the franchise, duh! It's all the rage oh, these days. Oh, but he was like, no, you can't. I can't think of get out the of here. only you can't. the you only can no man. He had a face of rubber. He was so like Jim Carrey. Like he's one of those people that's. 
you just can't replace them. Like, I can't think of anybody now who would hold a candle to, there is, dude, to him. There isn't. There isn't. There is no Jim Carrey anymore. No. There is no physical comedian. Yeah. Like, I just, really. I just don't see it. I don't see anybody... There's a lot of funny people. Don't yeah. get me wrong. There's a shit ton of funny people. But, like, someone with, like, the face stuff, that's, that'll be a hard sell. Like, I, I, I mean, obviously, I'm not, I don't know all the comedians and all the comics out there, but, like, I feel like, I feel like there's a, there's, there's a lack of that kind of physical comedy. Yeah. Just yeah, like slapstick is not as big of a thing anymore. Yeah, I mean, like, look at even fucking, even Carrot Top. Got, oh, God. He, like, buffed up. Bu- and... Buffed the shit up, looks like he's a fucking, like a fucking uh, steroid addict. Uh, he's creepy looking now, dude. Yeah. He, he like, that, the musculature and the way he and talks. And he had his face worked on. Right, and the way he talks and the way, and the fact that he still does prop comedy. Yeah. So fucking weird to me. Um, but like else? whatever makes him happy and makes him money, I guess. Like there used to when I used to accidentally go through the um, horror section at the. She says accidentally. <laughs> well, because you know when you would go, it would be like you know you'd have the action and the comedy and the what, whatever. Uh, no Hollywood Video. Did you guys have <laughs> those down here? We still do. There was a Hollywood video still open. No. In uh, I th- is it Schaumburg technically? You, no, Hanover Park. It's, it's really yeah. It's right on Wise. It's on Wise and Irving. Oh goodness. Anyway, every time I drive by, it, I'm like, how is this thing still yeah, fucking open? Yeah, Hollywood Video. Well, so when we had it it's used to, be the porn. it used to be called. Did you guys have Tidal Wave? T i t l e Tidal Wave. <laughs> that's terrible. Yeah. God, that's terrible. So oh, we used no, to have we had not that I'm aware we of. had Tidal Wave. And then it was Hollywood Video, and then I think that Blockbuster took it over. This was in that shopping center no, by my dad's house. I take it back. It's not a Hollywood video. It's Is a it a family video? video? It's a family, family video. video still exists. I think there's still one in uh, Downers Grove too. That's so fucking on weird. Ogden. That's gotta, by the Bavarian Lodge. That's got to be a really weird business model now. I mean, like a with, lot of people the like re- the physical. Right, but with like Redbox and like. But like a lot of people like the the browsing aspect and the like supporting like it's a nostalgia thing I think. We should go check it out one of these days. Oh goodness! Popping. See what's popping in the in the aisles of the family video. Oh. God, it's such a weird thing to say. So so when I used to accidentally go down the horror that. section because you have to understand that depending on what movies came out and what they had, it kind of like would creep into other sections. Mm-hmm. Um, if I accidentally did, uh, there was, what was it? There were two movies that just the boxes gave me nightmares. And it was, I can tell you, Trolls 2. Which I've never seen. I don't even know if I know that movie. Like it was, I, it was Trolls 2. And the reason it scared me was because, uh, if I remember, the box was... It was like this little boy. It looks like it's in a basement, like at the bottom of stairs or something. Mm-hmm. And it's this like little kid, like bending down. I think he was a blonde kid with like a bowl cut because they all were in the or you know late eighties, early nineties. He's like bending down to pick up a toy, a truck or something. And then there's this doorway behind him and this tall, 
horned creature with red eye looking thing like lurking behind him. And I was like, fuck no. So what you're saying is you don't want to go see Wendigo. Oh, hell no. And then the <laughs> other one that gave me nightmares was the uh, was the box for uh, ghoulies. Ghoulies? And I don't know if it was the first or the second one because I feel like there were multiples. But it was whichever one has all these creepy... Jesus, you didn't even have to bring it closer. Well, this dog is dying. Um, anyway, the other ones... Let me put this mic back on. The other one that scared the crap out of me was the ghoulies, whichever one has these, uh, these like, Gumpsters. demonic Gumpsters. looking... Uh, toad things and whatever coming out of a toilet with their claw hands and their gnarling teeth. Ghoulies. No, I don't know that one at all. Yeah, so, I mean, if you don't want to sleep, you could maybe look those up. I feel like we, when I, when I was at uh, Blockbuster, I feel like we didn't do a lot of horror traffic. So that's why I don't know a lot of Interesting. Those. It's actually, yeah. What's funny is we had a Hollywood video like down the street from our like around the corner basically. It was uh, so it was in Glendale Heights, you know, uh, Bloomingdale and Army Trail. Okay, yeah. So we were by the Jewel where that PNC Bank is right now, or no, I'm sorry, where the uh, O'Reilly's is, right oh, off Bloomingdale yeah, Road. Yeah. Uh, and then Hollywood Video was where uh, like Bone of Beef is in front of Home Depot. Mm, okay. Where that Starbucks used to be, it was yeah. right next to the Starbucks. And Hollywood Video used to have a lot more VHS and a lot more, like, weird, varied Is VHS. it Hollywood or family? That was Hollywood. Okay. That was for sure Hollywood. Because I, I went there once, literally once, uh, because I was looking for the movie uh, Steel, starring Shaquille O'Neal. Oh, man. It's a DC Comics movie. And Blockbuster didn't have it. Like, I checked the system. Like, Blockbuster's system didn't have it. They just didn't carry that fucking uh. thing. And that movie only ever came out on VHS. Hmm. And Hollywood had just way more VHS for some reason. And I mean, like, into the era of, like, us selling all our fucking VHS rentals, they had VHS rentals. Right. Uh, like, aisles of it. Aisles of it. Pepper, shut up. Go lie down. Go upstairs. Silly dog. Go upstairs. I think when it was Tidal Wave, I want to say that they had movies and CDs. Go. And CDs. Yeah. It was like CDs on one side, movies on the other. Did they ever go into video games? I think they did, yes. Well, even Hollywood Video, you could rent video games from them. Like I said, literally only ever went in one time. <laughs> like, I, I, went... I liked it. It was comforting. It felt like it was compact. <laughs> there wasn't, like, a lot know. there. They had, like, a lot of aisles. Like, Blockbuster, I felt like, was always, like, a big-ass store. Yeah. With, like, a lot of options. And just, like, you could just walk around for a long-ass time. Yeah. Um, but then there was, uh, there was just no space in Hollywood. Like I said, the VHS, like, when they had the VHS rentals, it, it looked like a shelf you would have at home. 
Mm. Shit is right next to each other. Yeah. So, like, you had to look for shit. Like, hardcore look for shit. It took me probably 10, 15 minutes of just looking for this one movie. And they were like, it's in, it's I mean, in it VHS. It should be alphabetical. You would think genre. so. But, like, it was that hard because there was just... Like ours had a VHS computer, box so next to VHS tell, box, VHS like yeah. our place had a system so they could look it up in the computer and show you. I mean, I'm sure it was because the VHS were kind of like on their way out and shit, but like, it was one of the, it was just like a weird yeah it was like a really enclosed space. The, uh, gaming, I, I, I like I still have like flashbacks to trying to like make Blockbuster a thing still when Netflix was starting because. They had this opportunity. I mean, the fact that they had an opportunity to buy Netflix. Right. And didn't. E. And then they try to, like, pull up their own system. Huh. Or, and then it was, oh, you could return to the store. Right. And then you couldn't anymore. Because, uh, like, the, at the beginning, their system was perfect. Right. You could rent three movies. It was, like, 23 bucks a month or whatever, but it was... Three movies at a time, and you could return them to the store and instantly swap for three that they had in store. And that was a great system, but then they ran out of fucking movies. So, like, shit that they had in store that people would rent normally, they didn't have. They were out of stock, so people wouldn't rent it. So, they didn't have that active cash flow, so then they canceled that part of it, so that you could only return at the store. You couldn't swap it. But as soon as you returned it and it was checked in, your next whatever, two or three would be sent out. Right. And then three went down to two. And then, like, it just, like, grand plan. Then it was like, oh, we can't do that anymore. We can't do that anymore. We can't do that anymore. Oh, we're out of business. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's how it went down. And it, it sucked because, like, I actually liked their shit better than than uh netflix at the time because i had like this long ass list right like, yeah like sure. i like their interface so much better like but it didn't matter when you're late to the game you're late to the game yeah we should probably wrap this up so right. she can go out right right we are over an hour oh snap over an hour well that's gonna be it for this one i hope <laughs> you guys shut up shut up no. Hold on, baby. No. Hold on. Just oh, one minute. Pepper. One minute. Go lie down. <laughs> Wait. Okay, just wrap it up. Uh, that's going to be it for this one. Thank you for listening. Um, the, the video is going to be probably a couple days, at least one day, because i got to get all the graphics together to make all of these things that make sense. <laughs> but uh, thank you for listening, and uh, we'll see you. We'll- Oh. In the next one. Bye. <laughs> These uh, dogs don't kill each other. <laughs>